Hello and welcome to Talking Baseball. Carlos Correa is a twin. The Mets, we did get another twist in the tail. And a twist in Trevor Story's story. And then a little Marlins at the end, maybe. Let's do it. Let's talk some ball. Hello and welcome to Talking Baseball. It's January 11th. It's episode number 591. My name is Jimmy. His name is Jake. Trevor Plouffe was on the Twins. For those who have like no idea who he is, you just know him as that Talking Baseball middle guy with nice hair. He got a haircut recently. It looks like Trev. Looks great. And Zach on the ones and twos because uh, BBD is in uh, Jamaica. Trev, how you doing? You get a haircut just because the twins signed someone? You rushed to the barber last night? I knew this episode was going to be special, so I wanted to get something nice. I got diced up. I even took the beard down a little bit. This is what my mm-hmm. face looks like, people. Uh, but no, dude, we're excited. And you wanted another wrinkle or twist or whatever in this story, and you got one, James. The twins. They were just back. They were wallflowering it the whole night, and they heard the DJ come on. And he said, hey, people, it's the last song. So if you want to make your move, make your move. And the twins got on the dance floor, grabbed Carlos Correa by the hand and said, baby, let's dance. And guess what? The honeymoon is here. We're signing him this morning. Are you kidding me? It's a great day to be a Twins fan. I think this is is going to help them, obviously, a lot this season. But it turns them, James, and we'll talk about this when we get in there. But it turns them into like a real deal contender. (laughs) Jake. What's up, bro? <laughs> Trev, James, Zach, BBD in Jamaica. Uh, happy for all our Twins fans joining in. I know we have a lot of Twins fans that watch this show because we have Twins Fest icon Trevor Plouffe in the middle of the program. Uh, make sure you go check him out January 27th and 28th at Twins Fest. Wow. Um, with Carlos Correa. Dinner on Carlos. Uh, happy. Happy it's over. Happy we got the one kind of twist that we were looking for. And, yeah, it was funny. I went through uh, kind of the Twins off season this morning, and they had been very quiet. They brought in Joey the Cat Gallo uh, on a one-year teaser, but otherwise that was it. Christian the Cat Vasquez. Christian the Cat Vasquez. Uh, and now with Correa coming back, as Trev says, <laughs> they're a real contender, which we'll dive into uh, for the next six months or so. But... K-Farm? Uh, they brought K-Farm in? K-Farm, the cat. I'm happy that they... I'm happy for Correa that it's signed and done. We just got the pass and tweet. The physical is passed. Uh, passed. And uh, happy to see what it means. And yeah, we got a little Trevor Story dick punch yesterday with some other news. So it, it's coming. You don't know what these January episodes sometimes, but we got the sauce, Jim. Yeah, broke yesterday during office hours. So, I mean, I think the behind-the-scene vlogs on the JM Entertainment channel on Friday is going to have some fun shots of our guy Jolly Olive, resident Mets fan, host of Shea Station. The whole office just started to go, Jolly, and every camera kind of pointed at him. Yeah. I got mine out as well. So that sucks <laughs> for him. Uh, I was like, like the, yes, a little bit. the Yes Network... Um, like business side, we were doing a meeting about our partnership and they were there to see that wildness unfold in the office, which is always fun. Uh, I am excited because I got another twist in the story. I wanted him in New York, but this is fun. And also I, the contract kind of gives some insight into 
the timeline of when teams think this injury is going to show itself, like what the physicals think, what what the physicals show in the timeline, and we heard some little insight. Uh, we actually heard a timeline that said, you know, people who saw the physical said this many years, and then the incentives that they gave matched what we heard. So it's kind of interesting. So for those that don't know, I think we should just start at the top, like, because this is the math I was trying to do. His original deal with the Giants was 26 point something average salary for 11 years. 13 for 350. 13 for 350, but that's 26 average, right? 26 mil, something like that average. Have to divide it, but. I think that's what it was. Um, and then he goes to the the Mets. on 12 for 315. 12 for 315. And now he signs with the Twins a six-year deal for 200. I have so many numbers in front of yep. me. For 200? Yep. So the AAV bumped up, but it's only six years. And then the incentive programs are super interesting to me. So he can vest and, and they can choose an, to pick up his option in 2029. The Twins can. Or 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 it, they can choose to pick it up no matter what. So it's a team option. If he gets 575 plate appearances in 2029, it vests. And he will get whatever it is for that year. I think it's 30. Um, the Twins are looking good that year, too. It's $25 million in 2029 if he gets that many plate appearances. And then $20 million if he gets... 502 plate appearances. And it goes on and on and on and on and on. He's only gotten that many plate appearances twice in his whole career. It's a high number. They don't think it's likely. Yeah. They think that he's not going to be healthy to play full seasons after six years. Which is interesting. I, Those, like, he's not going to hit that unless, especially because they have control over it and you know how teams are with vesting options, but if they really want him, they can do it, but they can always opt in anyway, but... Yeah, that's that's a high number. So you're looking at that 13 years, 12 years. Well, now teams are only believing in the first six years, and I'm going to guess they really don't even believe in six, and it's like a little less than that. So I thought that the the vesting numbers were the part of this I was really interested in seeing. And then, uh, yeah, 550 plate appearances is a lot. That's like, a, that's like not missing. That's like not going on the I.L. He's done it the last couple of years. So in 2021, he had 640 plate appearances, and last year he had 590. He did it another time before that. So it's not unattainable. He does have to play the whole year. I think if he gets some DH days that, you know, these numbers are attainable for him. So that's, I think, why he's like, okay, I'll do that. And I don't think he had a choice, quite frankly. No. But, uh, I mean, you're right at, yeah, two of the last six years he's done it. You're right about, you know, the team's – thinking about his ankle and at the shelf life of it, if you will, that bamboo, I guess is good for six years. And then we'll, we'll see how it holds up in that seventh. But for the twins, I mean, this is, this is great for them. They get the prime career years and then they have the option. Basically. I mean, if you were getting 575 plate appearances out of him, great. Uh, you know how teams can manipulate that too. So we'll, we'll, we'll check back in seven years for that. Um, my question is, you know, the twins are there and they're hanging around. Like, were, did the Mets present this type of offer? Because this is not like some crazy, like, uh, 
deal that's so far fetched. It seems like a, a pretty like standard deal that a team would want to do if they looked at the physicals like that. So were the Mets not able to do this or was Boris just fed up? My one guess is maybe the incentives came in before six years. Like the Mets were only going to give four guaranteed and then incentives kicked in or five. And it was that number that they were looking at. There, there was a report that they were asking for a physical after every single year. Did you guys see that? No. So that's like going to turn you off if you're Scott Boris, obviously. That does, that's crazy. Like, like they were doing incentives pending physical? So that's, That was a rumor. There's uh, a Heyman tweet, but he's actually a good source in this situation because he, he works for the source. Mets were willing to fully guarantee six years at 157. Uh, but the final six would have been con- would only be conditionally guaranteed. So Correa is going to make 42 and a half more with the Twins. So the Twins, in that six years, outbid the New York Mets. So which tells me, looking at Uncle Stevie's recent track history, that they were kind of out on Correa. <laughs> like, to, to get outbid or not even match the Twins, which, Trev, I don't want this to be shots fired to your Minnesota conglomerate, but... I, I do think Correa was eyeing, you know, uh, San Fran's a pretty big market. New York's a pretty big market. The Twins, we, we can label them as, as a mid-market team. Um, but them outbidding Uncle Steve and the Mets, I, I think that is a significant note to, to where this signing landed. Did you call my Twins mid? Uh, said? I said Middle mid-major. America. Middle America. Middle oh, okay. America, Mall yeah. of America. <sighs> I get it. We we talk about this all the time. When you're a free agent, a lot of things come into play, you know, and when you have a young family like Carlos does, like being comfortable plays a huge factor in that. Now, yes. Do you want to go to a team that's competitive? Yes. I think the twins are competitive. Um, do you want to go somewhere where you're surrounded with some talent? Yeah. I think the twins can surround him with some talent. You know, Byron Buxton's there. He's a superstar when healthy. Um, but there's there's something about Minnesota that draws people in. It's really comfortable to play there. It's a nice city to to live in, to have a young family. Um, the fans are good. You don't have to deal with crazy media. That is appealing. I mean, this guy's had to deal with media, and, and it's obviously the Astros went through some things. He's had to deal with some negative stuff pretty much his whole career. But in Minnesota, I don't think he's had to deal with any of that. Um, I think initially with all these contracts, with the Giants, with the Mets, you know, he's going for the longest term deal, the most money. But then when he gets, you know, some curveballs thrown at him, you, you settle back and you realize, hey, Minnesota could be a really nice place for me to be for the next six years. I wonder how much, uh, I wonder how much this headline is going to linger. Like if he goes on the IL and it, and it, and, P, and they just say lower body is the, all the public, is it speculation season? Is that because this is supposed to be under wraps? Everything that we heard and we know now was not supposed to be like how free agency works. You're not supposed, everyone's not supposed to know like they failed the physical because of the ankle. Two teams kind of did that. If he, uh, you know, slides into second and comes up lame for a little bit, is, is it just like, or do you get washed away after season one and we kind of go, oh yeah, isn't that the, one that they was hold up or is this a constant like magnifying glass on this dude's ankle he can win me over trev though just by posting more videos of him making his baby laugh that was very cute and i i liked it it's it's like making that's a big thing to him now you know james too i mean and jake you're gonna know soon like it's it's it changes you and and what you what you expect out of life when you have a child and i think i think minnesota's a good place for him I do. Happy 
happy for Carlos that it's over, but I, I, there's also another side of this that, you know, we, we say the timeline, we say the numbers because we're a math pod, so we give you guys all the facts and information. You know, in a way, Carlos Correa, like, lost $150 million because uh, of an ankle that he's never missed a pro game due to injury. Uh, you know, Jim, you mentioned some of the injury history. He's played pretty much the last two years. We we kind of had the Correa injury stuff in our head because he got hurt early last year, but he played a buck 38. And then the 2020 season, he played 58 of 60. So for the past three years, he's been one of the healthier players in baseball to play that many games. Got to be such a frustrating process to be hearing just these doctors say your ankle will fall apart, even though it hasn't yet. Jim, you kind of got me going baseball a little bit. Like, our co- our team's going to tell Correa to slide, like, head first. <laughs> Normally teams, like, shy away from that. Yeah, there was but- a story that he slid into the bag once with the Astros, and he said, like, he felt the plate ting or sting. Ting. And, like, I, they said that would happen. I guess he's just not going to talk about it anymore. Or he's very open and free about it. Who knows? And maybe, uh, I, I mean, maybe it's a fantastic six-year contract. Uh, for the Minnesota Twins, because again, these teams pre-physical were willing to go 13 and 11 years, so you're basically getting half of that, and we the monster contracts that were given out this free agency, uh, it's half the time, so it it's big boy money still, uh, but you know, let's let's see what we're saying about Bogerts and uh, Trey Turner, you know, on on the 20 2033 talking baseball and Correa. Who knows? Uh, I'm I'm interested to see how it plays out. I'm happy for the people of Minnesota. And Trev, the next time you want to get rowdy uh, with the beat reporters, because sometimes we get some guff whenever we get a piece of news and we just want to share it with the people, because that's kind of how it should work. You know, we get some kickback that, oh, you know, it's we don't have all the information. It's not final yet. You know, it, they're not supposed to share this information before the physical is done. And... 99% of the time, it goes through smoothly. But this time, like Jim was saying, like, Correa's shit is all out in the open. And uh, I don't think he cares about this. But, you know, I, I think we all have just a little bit of a soft spot for Carlos Correa now that, I don't know, he kind of got dragged through this cycle and 150 mil got taken off the table. I'm not that soft. He's still getting a ton of money. Yeah, do I have a soft spot for Carlos Correa? I'm not really sure. I I enjoy watching him play. I don't don't feel bad for the guy. I mean, I understand that in in this day and age, free agency has become this, dude. It's become leak sources, mystery teams, all this stuff. And like his agent, that's kind of how he plays ball. So you understand what you're going to get into. And I think he changed to Scott, what, last year, two years ago? So uh, I don't, I don't feel bad for Carlos. Like I said, I think he ended up in a good place. One thing we have to talk about, um, I've been talking to some people, the twins fired their head athletic trainer uh, at the end of last year in October. Uh, And there was a lot of injuries last year. um, But there was, um, from what I've heard, like a, some rift between Carlos and, and the head athletic Mm -hmm. trainer, they weren't seeing eye to eye, eye to eye about some stuff. Um, I think Carlos was even kind of doing his own type of, um, rehab and and getting himself ready with his own people uh that guy's gone new staff is in i hopefully that makes a difference for the twins but i thought that was interesting uh when i heard that, that there was a little bit of a a riff there between the trainer and correa uh and now that guy's no longer here it seems like what they're scared of obviously just speculating is bigger than something that you can just like wrap and maintain and prevent 
seems like they're scared of like needing a new plate or or another surgery to have to have it cut down so many years and then like all those incentives that he can't he can do one 15 game 15 game 15 day IL stint and that's it like if he if he misses more than 3 weeks i think he he might not hit those plate appearances a lot of guys miss a month in a season regularly or maybe yeah, it's know, used to the Yankees who have been injured a lot. I, I also have a plate in my body, but it's in my forearm, so I guess it doesn't get moved around or it's not being used as much as something in the lower leg. But they do say that like eventually this plate can bother you and we can take it out at that point. Or they can put something new or you know fix it again. Uh, so these things are not like you put them in and they're there forever. I guess they can be. I've never had a problem with mine. I've never felt it. I've never yeah, had anything plate. go wrong with it. I got a great plate. Yeah. And you're quick. Mayo healer. Clinic. When I yeah. uh, when my ankle acts up, you know what I do? I grab Blue Moon. Mm. Drinking. Yep. The iconic orange slice ritual. It's a one-of-a-kind so beer to experience year-round. And it kind of goes with baseball. And that's why they're with us. Uh, if you're ever out in Denver for a game, you have to go swing by their Sandlot Brewery. I've been there. Noodle the Doodle went there, I'm pretty sure. Uh, we brought him along for a beautiful day in the mountains. But you can enjoy your Blue Moon wherever you are, anytime. Baseball, chilling on the back porch, chilling on the couch, wherever you like to enjoy it. Because it's carefully crafted, full-flavored, some refreshing notes in that smooth, creamy finish. Why don't you guys go to get.bluemoonbeer.com slash baseball. That's get.bluemoonbeer.com slash baseball. See your delivery options. You know, winter's starting to hit the Northeast. It's getting cold again, eh? You don't want to run out. Have it delivered to you. Make your life easier with Blue Moon Made Brighter. And make sure you're celebrating responsibly. Blue Moon Brewing Co., Golden, Colorado. Thanks, Blue Moon. We need uh, snow in uh, the Northeast, just yeah. to let you know. Like, it's, it can't be this cold. It's not even that cold. But it's not we, really on the timeline not, yet either. It's not even, we haven't even had rumblings of, like, a storm might be coming. We need a snowstorm mm. because otherwise they're going to come in March, and that stinks. Every time the storm comes. January 11th, and we haven't had any snow? They're bringing come the warm now. air with them. Like, we're getting some rain this weekend, but it's going to be 55. No. So, I don't know. What are you guys talking about right now? What are you guys talking about right now? Give me a blue moon now. 7.45 in the morning? I don't care. Yes. Yeah, you got a plate. Speaking of injuries, (laughs) Trevor Story. Golly. Go Twins, go. Are they going to win the Central, Trev? Three, two, one. Yes. You don't believe that. Those top three starting pitchers. I mean, this Sonny is like Bridge, a, they didn't get this move doesn't make them better than Ollie. last year. Yeah, that's the they brought in the Yankees that would judge too. Like we were like very excited for him, but didn't make them better than last year. You already had this guy. They brought in Gallo, interesting year last year, and Gallo Korea. and Kepler. Oh, that's hot. That's Gallo a, and I have been talking. I'll see him at Twins Fest. We're gonna hang. Uh, <laughs> Tell him I'm sorry. Too frustrating. Uh, I will there. actually. I will apologize for both of you. I mean, I'm not like, I'm like, sorry, sorry. I'm, I'm sorry good. that he had a tough time. Apologize for that outfit, Jake. Yeah, that's fair. Ooh. No, that's, that's on par. Trevor Story news is a bit bizarre. I don't like it. Bizarre and it stinks. 
I like it. Yeah. And I don't know if we fully... So anyone doesn't know the news at all. Trevor Story underwent UCL surgery with an internal brace on his right elbow. In other words, modified Tommy John with a quicker return date. I believe that's the... like the, the Zach Britton got the modified Tommy John mm. with that... I think it's a doctor in Texas doing it. I could be so wrong. But Zach Britton got some sort of modified, updated version. I don't know if it's the same thing. But a lot of... You guys are starting this. Uh, players miss four to six months following the surgery. For him to get it on January, you're looking at, I don't know, half half the year. You're looking at July, August. But then but then um, the Red Sox said they don't expect him all season. Yeah, they're, they're planning. I think the Bloom's quote was, we're planning on not, we're not having him in our plans this year. So if, you know, if it's, if it's four months, he rehabs well and he shows up, I think the Red Sox would be excited. But they're just not penciling on that. And right now, if you're a Red Sox fan, I mean, it wasn't the most exciting offseason to start. And I, I think they really thought Bogarts was going to come back to them and they kind of ended up in that Padres monsoon. I figured it out and I hate it. Right now, their starting mm. shortstop is listed as Kike Hernandez, who... You know, he has he's played everywhere. He's never put together a full season at shortstop. His most games ever played at shortstop, I think, was 24 in 2017. So if you're a Red Sox fan, I mean, Justin Turner was fun, and you, you locked up Devers, but this is a team that finished last place last year. I'm combining the, our two topics. I figured it out, and I hate it. Okay. Oh, gosh. Because the, the Marlins were shopping four starting pitchers. Hmm. And then they just signed Cueto. He needs a spot in the rotation. They need to trade a pitcher. The Marlins packaged Pablo and Miggy Rowe. We talked about the Marlins have excess infielders. Red Sox reporters are saying that the Red Sox are in heavy talks with the Marlins, are very much poking that bear. I hate it. Miggy Rowe, Pablo to the Red Sox now. They need a one-year shortstop for until Story gets back. He fits that bill. They get a pitcher as well. Oh, gross. Make, me, unthink, make me unthink this, Trev. I like it, actually, because I think Miggy Rowe is going to get a run then, and I like that. I want him to have a full season of at-bats before a free, agents, uh, free agency, so I'm into it. I know Matt he's a ball the Red Sox. Fenway? I know the Red Sox give you the ick a little bit because you guys are Yankees fans, but I uh, I like Justin Turner in that union. I think Miggy Rowe would be awesome. That's just the left side of the infield that I like. I really I like. I know. It's tough for you. It's tough. Yeah. Devers. I mean, Devers. Yeah. He's the, he's I like the Devers. I mean, I like I like to dislike him because he's a Red Sox, but I sneakily like have a hide. Where is Justin Turner going to play? They've got him slotted at DH. I think you know he'll he'll get some. He still, he still can pick it though, dude. He can. He'll be out there. I mean, he's you know he's thirty eight years old, so he'll he'll end up second playing base? out there. But um, he played so much second base in the shift. Like maybe yeah. that's what they do. Yeah, I was gonna say I picture him at second in the shift just as much as at third. A little bit of second, first base. Oh, I, I can't mean, wait to see. Uh, am I a Red Sox fan this year? No, you're a Twins fan. Oh yeah, and a Cubs fan. Sox winning the East, Cubs winning the Central. <laughs> um, yeah, it, interested to see how they pivot. Um, again, this team has lost Bogarts, J.D. Martinez, Evaldi. Um, you know, they're essentially losing story for the season. Um, 
they are linked in that trade, which we were going to talk about at the end. But yeah, this uh, the Red Sox lineup looks a lot thinner uh, without Story. I mean, you know, I know he didn't have the greatest year last year, but you, you expect him to bounce back. And that arm, like he, they already had concerns with the arm and the fact that they're going back now. Uh, tough for our guy. Uh, you know, one of one of our first kind of big interviews that we heard. Uh, he he was like a genuine fan of what we we're doing, so we really appreciated that. Um, and if you're Boston, I mean, this this has to be a little bit of a punch gu- punch in the gut. Like, you got the Devers news. You extended him. He's going to be your guy. Go get his jersey. Love that. Boston's a, a city that's always going to talk themselves into some baseball uh, in the summertime. But, I do mean, they, this is a... Uh, do they pick up a bunch of the, the shortstops that are left over? Didi. Elvis Andrews is there, and he actually, had a, he actually had a nice year. Would you like IKF going over there? Well, that's originally what I thought, and I was like, oh, that's great. Do that. But, I mean, there's no way the Red Sox would do that. You know, even with all you just said, all the people they lost, if Story is in that lineup and he's kind of producing offensively, you know, to a, uh, you know, closer to what we expect out of Trevor Story, you can kind of say, dang, like, all right, this lineup can bang a little bit. We got Yoshi at the top, then Kike, Devers, Turner, Verdugo can have a good year. I mean, like there are people there that you're like, hey, if this all goes well, they can bang a little bit. Then we're talking uh, trading for some uh, Marlins starting pitching. And then you can say, okay, now we're back in it. Can this team compete for a wild card? And I think you can do that. With Trevor Story being out, the lineup seems a little bit thinner to me. Uh, they're going to have to make these trades. It's Hyman's got some work to do. And the hour is late. Evening is upon us. The sun is setting. And it's weird that he didn't get surgery at the start of the offseason. I thought I read something that he thought he would be able to like, just rest would do better. And there is a, a, a Gammons like, report from before they signed him that the Red Sox had concerns about the throwing arm and all that stuff. So I wonder if they feel stung a little. I wonder if, like, you know. To, to have surgery in January when the season ended yeah. in, in um, August is tough. It's true. And and there was the StatCast Velo dip, you know, on his throws across the diamond, which you, you can, that's real data that you can see. And they already had concerns. So to wait this long seems a little foolish to me as well. I don't know if that was Story's camp saying, hey, we want to try to rehab this. I don't know if it was the Red Sox camp saying, hey, we'll try to rehab this. Um, sometimes you just got to, get it taken care of. And this is, uh, correct me if I'm I'm missing it, but isn't this Himes' like, biggest free agent move and like kind of his only major free agent move? It was Story. Like they, of last year's free agent market, this year's free agent market, a lot of dudes out there, they brought in Story. Um, you know, it, tough adjusting a little bit. He played a great second base. Uh, the Red Sox fans loved the way he played second base. He adjusted hitting-wise. He had a couple good months, but... Um, you know, especially when Yoshida, this, especially when, yeah, they, they made a bet on Yoshida this year. Let's, let's see who he is. Kike was that Heim? Uh, Kike, I'd have to double check. I think Kike was Heim and Turner and now one year Kike contracts. I'm kind of ruling those out. Well, Kike was four, right? Right. Kike's a, Kike's a contract, but, um, that could have been before him too. Uh, that I don't know. No, I don't think so. Cause when, when you're Luke talking was about 2020, right. And when, that was Heim. When you're talking about Betts and Bogarts having left town, um, that's that's tough to mentally swallow for some Boston fans. Yeah, they shouldn't have traded that. They got 
What did they do? They've done a lot of bullpen work this offseason, the Red Sox. They brought in uh, Jansen. Kenley and Chris Martin. Those Chris are nice. Martin. Kluber. Huge. Yeah, I'm, look, again, like this is a team that could compete for a wild card spot if everything goes right. Trevor Story being in that lineup and like thumping helps that out a lot. A Marlins starting pitching trade helps I, that out a lot. There's still work to be done. I don't think they compete for a wild card spot. I mean, best case scenario. I I'm guess like I wouldn't like ceiling, ceiling, it will get to their TPP when we do them. Like ceiling, I wouldn't say it's impossible. So you're, you're right. Yeah. But it's, I don't like their staff. That this much. rotate, this rotation on a lot of other less respected franchises, I think we would be tough on. I mean, sales been out of the picture for a while. Kluber's where he's at at this point. Uh, full pension Piv, four, five, six last year. James Paxton has a really tough injury history. And then Whitlock, you know, still trying to make the full transition from a leave it a pitcher. That's that's a lot of that's a lot of question marks. I I mean there's Is Kluber the most solid or is it Piv the most solid like you can pencil this in? I'd I think Pivet is Piv. at this point. <laughs> I think yeah. I'd lean Kluber. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Well, the Red Sox are linked to the Marlins. I talked about that a little bit. Uh, the Marlins and the Cueto deal. They got a lot of pitchers, Jake. You think one of these going to get traded? Is it a safe bet to make? Interested to see the Marlins' next bet. And you can go check out your bets, their bets, at the DraftKings Sportsbook. Also, NFL playoffs this weekend. Big talking Giants watch party Sunday as blue. they upset Trev's Minnesota Vikings. Sheesh! You can go to the DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of the NFL, as we're on the road to Super Bowl 57. And you can bet $5 and get $200 in free bets instantly. They've also got their no-sweat bets each day of the wild card round where you can get $10 back on your bets. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code TALKING. New customers can bet $5 on the NFL and get 200 in free bets instantly. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with Code Talk and minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for them tales. The tales? Cueto guaranteed $8.5 million in the agreement to the Marlins. <laughs> kind of interesting. Hot. Also, Pitchers, man. what, he's got options? $6 million in 2023. Three and 10.5 club option in 2024 with a 2.5 buyout. So the 2.5 buyouts guaranteed plus the six for next year's brings you to 8.5. And then they do have a club option. Good deal for Cueto, who's been bouncing around. And super interesting because like you're signing Cueto for this much money so you can trade some of your other guys who are just way more valuable. I mean, they have a surplus of starting pitching. There's no doubt about that. And they need some offensive help. There's no doubt about that. It just, yeah, I mean, this is kind of what you do. Stockpile and trade and try to, you know, hit the window in the right time. But we'll see. I have a question for you guys. Mm. Oh, I talked to some people that are part of the Marlins coaching staff. Uh, his name is John Jay. Yes. You guys know him. Hot. Met him. Space coach. Great dude. Do you guys know what uh, team he played for? Like the most significant team he played for? Cardinals. Yes. Nice. Do you know who the manager of the 
Marlins is now. It's Skip Schumacher, who was on the Chris Rose rotation, I believe. And he also was part of the <laughs> what coaching staff? Shut up. <laughs> the Cardinals coaching staff. A lot of leading questions. Trying to lawyer us? What's the hook? Do you know what the Cardinals have in spades? Mm, outfielders. Devil magic. Oh, got gotcha. you. I got got there. Gotcha. Got lawyered. Happy. Do the Marlins have devil magic now? Mm. If they make the right moves. I talked to John Jay. He's been going to the field. He says, we're going to surprise a lot of people this year. I can't wait. I pressed him because obviously it's the off season. Everyone's optimistic. I said, dude, a trade here and there maybe. So it's going to be a tough division. He says, it is. I think this coaching staff can use that to our advantage to get the guys to buy in. Mm. They're bringing the devil magic. <laughs> Everyone's buying in. Mm. The Marlins way is coming. I think I'm sprinkling just a little bit on the Marlins this year. You think in spring training they're going to work on running more, stealing more? Oh, yeah. They're going to do a lot of all those bunt defenses they'll never mm. use. Yep. Sounds like a lot of eyewash to me, Trev. Sounds like a lot of eyewash talk. If I'm being you know that Cardinals Devil Magic honest, is real. You know it. All the Marlins stuff seems like eyewash to wash away the fact they're trading a, a, a very good young pitcher, potentially. Because if you're trying to win next year, you don't trade those guys. I, I guess the what? thing, okay, if, if, you can, if you can replace your pitching with more pitching and you can trade those guys for impact offensive pieces, I get that. That's... Supply and demand, it's where you have value, fixing your need. Sure, all about it. But we just mentioned the Red Sox. Uh, and if they trade with the Red Sox, who are they going to get back? I, I mean, we said Miggy Rowe and a pitcher goes to Boston. Are they going to get Casas back? Because I know Casas is a big piece for the Red Sox if they hope to make a turn this year and try to make a run at the wild card. Now, if, if you're the Marlins and you get Tristan Casas back, which he's still young and I don't know what he's going to be, like, does that change your team's offensive profile? So so that's where I know you mentioned the Cardinals. I, I don't know if you were alluding to a Cardinals trade because they have some outfield depth, and, uh, you know, I, I know they're always looking to improve. I guess I don't know who the offensive pieces available are that they could bring in for, say, a Pablo Lopez that would really change their offense's profile. Now, the one thing I do like here, the Marlins have signed Gene Sakura and Johnny Cueto. Our Miami Marlins swag, new coaching staff, is yes. through the roof. My guy Pepe's on the staff. Your guy John Jay is on the staff. Segurin Cueto in Miami. Coming off a WBC that'll be featured down there where the crowd's going to be nuts. There's so you're buying in. You're buying in. There's going to be a day in my lifetime where Miami is an awesome baseball town. And the crowd's going to be rowdy. And we're going to be pumping, and I hope Gene Segura and Johnny Cueto can start laying some of the path for that with Johnny Cueto's super truck he has with a million speakers and everything like that. But I don't know, man. We're going up against the Mets, the Phillies, and the Braves. We're in a tough spot. You know, it's been reported that oh. the Red Sox and the Marlins are in talks. Doesn't mean they're not in talks with other people. I don't know what the trade can be that brings them – you know, to an offensive firepower type team. I don't know what it is, but there is something out there that they can do. There are moves to be made that can be done. And I'm not writing off any damn team mm. because it's the off season and I'm optimistic, Trev. 
Well, and John Jay said they're going to be good this year, and I believe in that devil magic. The Red Sox don't have any high-end prospects with uh, Jays, names starting with J, so I'm kind of ruling them out. We already mm. talked about the Marlins acquiring all the J names. They go out and they get Johnny, so it's becoming a bit of a weird thing. They're obsessed with it. John Jay. It's a lot J. of Jays. It's yeah. just a lot of Jays. So, yeah, I don't know. The Cardinals, you think they're good? Who else is a trading partner for Miami to get these pitchers? Cardinals need pitching? Everybody needs pitching. That's the beauty of stockpiling pitching. Not the Marlins. They the just, Marlins don't. just don't really yeah. want to win. Uh, yeah, Cardinals. Oh, Jordan Walker, top prospect. Okay. So that's an early report. We Miami had two guys. Jordan Walker from the Cardinals. Dylan Carlson, Lars Newtbars. No Jays there. Like Ooh, I saw some videos of Lars Newtbars swinging with his shirt off. He was hitting mm. bombs. New what was he swinging? Record exit velos. I saw that too. What's up with that? Was Twitter famous? Naked <laughs> Lars Twitter Newtbar? knows what we like. <laughs> Look at this team, the Marlins. They have a couple big, like not prospects. I guess one's a prospect in Max Meyer and the other one's Sixto Sanchez. They just had Tommy John. I mean, these guys are going to be back. Uh, they won't be back this year, I, I don't believe. Maybe Max at the end of the year, but they probably skip him this entire year. Um, so they have those guys coming back in 2024. So now you start to set their window. So does that mean they're going to go after some prospects, guys that are almost major league ready, so they can have them in 2024? I, Kim Ang, show us the way. Mm. Show us the way, please. Because you're right, Jake. We talk about this frequently on the show. Miami being like a fucking awesome baseball town needs to happen. Like, we got to have that, dude. You can't wear that outfit down there, but we got to have that. I would dress very differently if I was going to Miami. Although, you know what? You kind of have that, like, European mm. banker vibe going, and that does fit in. Oh, in if I was in a suite, yeah. you would get it. You're like a Switzerland yeah. banker. Yeah. Yeah. He handles the money slash he's the fall guy. Two guys in dark sunglasses walking in front of you mm. at all times. I currently look like I should be at a Pawtucket Sox game. One day we should have Pennick and Bobby Skinner, mm. dark sunglasses, walking in front of you, and you wear that outfit, and just we'll just see what happens. <laughs> just around Manhattan. Just keep it rolling. People would take pictures of you, and then eventually, <laughs> I think someone would try to rob you. Well, not with Bobby around. Not with Bobby. Not with Bobby and Justin. Yeah, Bobby around. Two offensive linemen. Uh, Justin actually in. is more intimidating than Bobby in the right outfit. Oh. Justin does the talk and Bobby's just yeah, the just, frame. Yeah, yeah. You could hide behind Bobby. Fully. Two of me. Yeah. I think that's all the baseball news. But we got some good stuff today. Carlos to the Twins. Miggy Road to the Sox? That stinks. That stinks. Can we give them okay. Joey Wendell instead? He's more Boston. <sighs> He's been in the AL East. No. No. You know Miggy Rojas and Alex Verdugo have the sickest handshake, though. Yeah. No. No Joey Wendell to the Sox. You're not about that? No. You missed you Joey Wendell Joey last Wendell. year. You love him so much. That would pain me more than Miggy Rojas. Really? That's like, your, that's like your guy that you don't ever really admit that you absolutely love Joey I Wendell, admit it. But... I love his bio okay. on Twitter, ironically, but I like his <laughs> ball playing style. I mean, Joey Wendell, his no brother. No batting gloves. No batting gloves. His brother's. Oh would close the, turn the lights off and throw tacks on the shower floor while he was showering. He told this to the reporter. He said, yeah, it was fun growing up with my brothers. 
I mean, that's my guy. He I would, can't have him on the socks, although he does fit the socks. He would hit the pesky pole once a month. I mean, I was so excited to get him off the Rays so I could root for him on the Marlins. There's something about manly hands, you know, like okay. calloused up, good grip. I yeah, envy that. My, yeah, my, he my bare, calluses are getting gone. And, Joey Wendell bats with his bare hands, but he keeps the wedding ring on, obviously. He's a man of faith. I mean, that's the type of guy we're talking about now. His brothers used to physically abuse him, but his bio is, I'm a man of faith and like a nice guy. I believe in being nice. Ooh, but now I might reel it back in because I've got two things on my mind because I just talked about the Marlins trying to get more and more swaggy, Cueto, Segura. I mean, we'd have some good Marlins win videos where the boys are bopping and Joey Wendell's, you know, in the showers looking for tacks. He doesn't even look anymore, man. He just stomps on him. He doesn't even care. His feet are he's tough. He's tough. It worked. He's surprisingly the toughest guy on any team he's on. He just rubs his hands on the floor and picks up the tacks with his calloused hands. Doesn't feel it. He not on a team right now? He's listed as the Marlins starting shortstop right now. Okay, great. I thought... A little two and a half war season last year. Is it his last year? I believe this is the last year of his contract. Okay. Great. Yeah. So I don't want either of them going to the Red Sox. If you had to choose, you're choosing... Miggy Rowe on the Sox? Yeah, because we'd get to see him more. Yeah. He does, like, podcasts with us. He's on the Rose Rotation. Right. And he would come, he would come to New York, and he'd yeah. come to the office, and we'd actually, like, get to create more of a... Um, for that reason. Wendell, I enjoy watching his at-bats. And then you have Devers. I enjoy watching his at-bats. Right. You're getting... Verdugo, I enjoy... You're getting too many players. I enjoy watching them play baseball on the Sox. I want to not want to watch them play. Kike, he's fun. Joey Wendell with the green monster just flicking it off the wall. I mean, come on. He needs a he needs to transition into a double ear flap guy. Just just go <laughs> go all the way, Joey. He'd pause, hard pause on you, and say, "You would think that," and then slap you. As he tucked in his button down shirt into his jeans. Yeah, he'd tuck his pants, tuck his shirt in as he walks away from you. <laughs> And shake like and shake the trainer's hand very in. cordially. What's that? <laughs> if you don't tuck your shirt in, he thinks you're a slob. He'll never say that to you. But he's thinking it. He makes his bed in the morning. I do too. All right. Shout out Joey Wendell. You, Jake? You don't make your bed, Jake. Uh, whoever's out of bed last, me or Jess, has to make the bed. I normally try to win the race, so I do not have to make the bet. When you get a kid, that becomes it. whoever's out first has to go change the morning diaper and stuff, so right. that'll be a fun race. It changes. You know I'm not scared of poop. I am poop. No one's scared of the poop or pee. It's that the baby won't be still and you're screaming and kicking. Right. I'm physical. Okay, this is, we've gone. Panama yeah, the one. show's over. Goodbye. Go 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 baseball. See you later. Congrats, twins. Yes, the twins. Sorry, Red Sox. Market. Tigers are changing the dimensions of Comerica Park. Lowering wall heights. I mean, could I have had that? <laughs> Place is a beast.
Zach, sexy motherfucker. I'm out. <laughs>